Hello and welcome to Cauldron Cakes and Wine. My name is Polly and this week we are going to be talking about Night of Cake and Puppets. As always, this podcast is marked explicit, meaning I sometimes swear or talk about sensitive subjects. Be sure to check the show notes for any content warnings. You can find all of our social media by going to our website, cauldroncakesandwine.com. All of our social media is linked there in one place. It's the easiest place to find it all. If you have any thoughts, comments, concerns, or feelings about anything you hear in today's episode or any other, you can go to Instagram and send us a DM, or you can email us at cauldroncakesandwine at gmail.com. Also, there are spoilers ahead. You've been warned. There will be spoilers for the night and night of cake and puppets. (laughs) Hard to get that one out. Okay, first of all, I need to let you know that I've been reading so much fan fiction, like a lot of it. That is a necessary piece of information that you have to know. Um, I've been reading a lot of Dramini fan fiction, um, you know? It's kind of funny, I never, I honestly, I never cared about Dramini at all, and then I read one and it's kind of like a drug, like I've just, I've been very into it. I will say that I'm definitely going to be covering more like fan fiction on the podcast. Probably just bigger fan fictions, like more popular ones. I don't really see a point to like covering fan fictions that aren't popular because I don't know, like it's not that interesting for people to read or to listen to me talk about something that they've never really heard of. Um, Anyways, yeah. I wish that when I'd read Art Heist Baby, which is a very popular Marauders fan fiction at the moment, I wish that I'd wrote notes on that and covered it. That would that was a mistake. That was a very big mistake on my part. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> okay, let's get into this book. Um, the Night of Cake and Puppets is a novella, and it's based off of the Daughter Smoke and Bone trilogy. It's Susanna and Mick, and it's kind of their story of them getting together. I think that this will be a really short episode, though, because it's just a novella. It's not actually a full-length novel, but I really wanted to talk about it because I talked about all of the other Daughter of a Smoke and Bone series stuff, and I just, you know, I felt like it was kind of completing that chapter for now. And as you know, I just, I adore Lainey Taylor, and I will take any chance I can to talk about Lainey Taylor and how much I love her. I saw on Instagram she's working on a book, and that made me so fucking excited. Ugh. I've been thinking about, like, actually paying for her Patreon, because apparently she gives, like, updates about what she's working on and stuff. Anyways, okay. So, this um, starts off, there's a puppet in her grandfather's house that is, like, a really weird puppet in a glass case that you have to break into to get it out. Her grandfather says that he caught the puppet and it bites. (laughs) It can answer questions about you if it tastes your blood. Carew is being shown the puppet and then she asks if it's okay and the puppet turns its head and snaps its jaw at them, which we know is just Carew using one of her wishes, but at the time Zuzana obviously doesn't know this. We learn that Susanna has five wishes and that she's going to use them to meet Violin Boy. She's giving herself a bit of a pep talk and she says, I am a rabid fairy. I am a carnivorous plant. I am Susanna. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. I know online that people 
don't like Susanna. I read a lot of reviews where people said that, but I fucking love her. You guys are all wrong. I'm sorry. You're wrong. She's amazing. I will say though, as much as I love her and I did enjoy this novella, I... I think it's really, really cute, but I don't think that I could read a full-length novel with her as the narrator. I think that a novella was perfect. I think if it was much longer than this, I, I think I would have started to get a little, like, frustrated with her, like, viewpoint, I guess her voice, you could say. She's describing Mick and how there's something childlike about him. He's cool, but not in a bored way. We also learn that Susanna has never been kissed, uh, but she wants to kiss Mick. Mick and Susanna work together in this place where they put on like marionette shows and he plays the violin, but they don't really talk to each other. She makes um, puppets at this place, and like I said, he's a performer. Once the show starts, then she goes and breaks into Mick's violin's case, and he leaves. she leaves stuff in there for him to find. And I love the illustrations in this. All throughout the book, there are these really, really cool, um, almost like anime-esque illustrations in it. There's a really cool one of a snake on a doorknob, and that one was kind of my favorite one in the book, I think. It's um, when Zuzana is thinking about what Karoo could be up to in Africa. That's what she imagines. Susanna puts a picture in Mick's violin case. This is a beautiful drawing of an anatomically correct heart with an arrow through it, and I just really loved that as well. I think that was one of my other favorite illustrations in it. We get a chapter from Mick's perspective, and we learn that um, he also might have a thing for Susanna. He finds a scroll in his violin case that Susanna left there, and he sees a poster outside um, with a Roald Dahl quote on it that Susanna left. The paper is a map with a picture of her in the middle, and it says uh, Carpe Noctum, Seize the Night, which I thought was really cute. The map leads him to a tourist trinket shop. He thinks that it may be a mistake or a trick, but um, then he sees a marionette puppet that's moving on its own, and the marionette looks like a devil. The puppet says, Carpe Diablos sees the devil. Here's what Mick thinks about this. He thinks it's like something out of a fairy tale. And then he says, and the city looks strange and new and full of secret shadows as sharp as if they were laid down in paint and light. Light like the halo and phosphorescence, fireflies and animal eyes. Oh my God, Lanny Taylor. She just has this command of the English language. Like I cannot ever get around I'm, I'm just I don't know I can't even describe it I am constantly at awe with how beautiful she is able to make words sound she makes me feel in love with words which to me is the entire point of reading he opens a bag and an origami butterfly flies out um, and he's confused about this and he thinks that it might be magic and this is what the book says and now his head feels all full of moonlight or stars or something or snow. My head feels like a snow globe that's been shaken and glitter is swirling around in it like unmoored stars. Ugh, have I mentioned that I love Lainey Taylor's writing? Have I mentioned that before? I don't know if I've mentioned that quite enough. Mick unfolds the butterfly and um, 
there's a note in it and on it it says near the devil's stream and using poison as bait my counterpart impatiently waits we are back with Susanna and she is nervous she has been um, using her wishes to animate the puppet and the butterfly and she's nervous to meet him she runs into Carew's horrible ex named Kaz and she tells him off a little bit which is kind of nice because we don't like him when she gets to the place where she's supposed to meet him, uh, the puppet is there and she's upset thinking he doesn't want to meet her. I love Susanna and I love the way Lainey Taylor writes her internal thoughts. It's so funny and quick-witted. She's thinking about how she's humiliated and how she hates humiliation and she wants to kick it in the shins. <laughs> I love that. I want to kick humiliation in the shins too, Susanna. <laughs> She thinks about how horrible this is, and she thinks that Mick wouldn't do this to her. She's confused why he would follow the treasure hunt all the way till the end and then not be there. So she texts Carew, and um, she's basically like, look, Susanna, maybe he left a note. Um, so she goes, and she looks, and there's a map in it, um, in the heart of the there's like a heart hole on the puppet and there's a note with a map on there. It's his own version of a treasure map and it tells her to meet him um, at the Devil's Stream in 20 minutes. She shows up and Mick is playing music for her and the two finally meet. It's so cute. I want Lainey Taylor to write me a love story. I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. Is that so much to fucking ask for? Write me a man or a woman. I don't care. A non-binary person write me a human uh, to fall in love with and then write the story for me please because I am obsessed he takes her down to the boat um, where it's tied off in the river and there's tea for the two of them they talk about a bunch of different things and then um, we're back in Mick's perspective and he's thinking about how he's cold because <laughs> it's the middle of winter and they're just sitting there kind of drinking tea in this like cold area. The ice orb that Susanna um, had given him is half melted so he wants to open it up. There's a tube with a message that says uh, Carpe Palea Susanna. They talk about some silly like thing about latin um, because they don't really know how to use latin they've just kind of googled it <laughs> and mick is very very nervous he's like should i just kiss her but he's also very very nervous so they are rambling about things that kind of don't really matter that much he thinks that this is his epic failure to carpe <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was really funny and then he writes on a paper I want very much to carpe you I may try to surprise you though if that's okay which is just really cute because he's kind of feeling all of this pressure because she you know he knows that she wants him to kiss her but he's like I think I should surprise you because this is too much pressure <laughs> which is really cute. Um, and then he basically is like, I can't feel my hands or my feet because it's so cold. <laughs> you know that feeling when you're just like, you're with someone and you just like don't want it to end, but you're so fucking cold or you're so tired and you're just like, we have to end this. This has to be done. Um, I feel like 
that is just like the most exciting feeling of being in love, right? Ugh. The human experience sucks. Why am I single? Anyways, so they decide that it's time to go. And when they were talking before, he said that he wanted to see um, peacock, peacock footprints. There's like a whole context to it, but all you need to know is that they wanted to see this. He said he wanted to see it. So she uses one of her wishes to have them show up in the snow next to them, which is like really, really cool and really cute. Obviously, he's like, oh my God, what is happening? This has to be magic. But people don't believe in magic, so it was kind of crazy, right? He, th- he is thinking about wanting to kiss her and thinks, who can, s- who can ever say how these things happen? I think the moon is in charge of more than just tides, and I fucking loved that. Oh my god. I love Lainey Taylor's writing so much, I want it tattooed across my entire back. Like, <laughs> that is how much I love her use of words. So then they kiss, which was just all. Oh. And basically, they think that there is no better way to thaw a face than with another face, which is such a, like, Susanna and Mick thing to think and say. I think that's one of the other things that's, like, really great about Lainey Taylor's writing is she just has such good characters and you have such a good idea of what these characters, you know, are kind of like. And, you know, I I think her ability to write a character like, you know, Laszlo versus Zuzana versus Carew, it's so incredible. You know, some sometimes authors get a little bit pigeonholed. Like, if you look at Sarah J. Mass, a lot of her characters feel very similar to one another. Um, I feel like with Lainey Taylor, it's like the opposite. They are just so unique and tailor-made to like the universe and the story that they are meant to be in. And I just, oh my God, everything feels so intentional and so beautiful. There um, are some really cute illustrations in this of Zuzana and Carew and Zuzana and Mick and some puppets. And that's kind of the end of it. It's just really short, really sweet. It's really cute. I... I think that a novella is, it's something that can be really, really well done in terms of, you know, a book series, or it could be done really poorly, and I know that not everybody loves a novella. Um, I know when you look at the Akatar series, the, you know, the fourth book, the novella, that little winter solstice novella, like a lot of people don't like it, but I personally really loved it. I think it's just like pure fan service normally is what a novella is. And I just, it's this like quick little snapshot into this world without, normally there's not very high stakes because, you know, they don't have a lot of time to kind of wrap things up and conclude things. Now I will say, you know, something like the Brie Tanner Twilight novella is fucking trash. That was so bad. I think that was one of the worst things that I read last year. I fucking hated that novella so much. I normally, I am a very kind rater. I rarely rate under three stars. I think I rated that one a one star. I almost never do that. It was so bad. Oh my god. 
Anyways, okay, like I said, this is just a little short little episode. I know, I'm sorry. Normally, I would never put out anything under half an hour, but I just really wanted to talk about this, and there's not a lot to talk about, so I'm, I'm sorry. My final thoughts on this are that I adored it. It was so cute. It was everything that you want from a book that is dedicated to kissing because I think I forgot to mention that this book is dedicated to kissing which I just think is like the most adorable thing I've ever heard of. I just I loved it so much. It's just the perfect little novella. Can you imagine um, like this is how you meet your husband or wife? Incredible. So I know that this is a really short episode, like I said. The next episode, I will be talking about a full-length book, I promise. Um, and I hope that you enjoyed the, this, this cute little snapshot back into the Daughter of Smoke and Bone series. My parents actually bought me for Christmas a um, the Lit Joy Crate uh, special edition of... Um, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> someone's like outside my door shoveling and that scared the shit out of me anyways um my parents bought me the special edition and it's not coming it's gonna come next month i think i'm so fucking excited it's a signed copy and there's like annotated um annotations in the pages and they've got these like beautiful illustrations i wish that i'd got the strange the dreamer duology that they did but I missed it. I didn't see it. It was, I, yeah, that was, that sucks. I know that there's another one. She, she just put out a, another special edition of Strange the Dreamer, but I didn't like the covers, so I ended up not buying it. Um, but, <laughs> man, Lainey Taylor, let me tell you, she's got a special place in my heart. So yeah, next week's episode is going to be on Queen of Shadows, part of the Throne of Glass series, which I'm making my way through, and I'm really excited about that. Um, I, I definitely think my interest in it has kind of dropped off slightly, but we'll talk about that in the episode. Anyways, I hope that you guys have a wonderful day. If you want to find us on social media, the best place to do that is by going to our website, cauldroncakesandwine.com. You can find all of our social media linked there. If you have any thoughts, comments, concerns, or feelings about anything I said in this episode or any other, you can find us on Instagram and send us a DM, or you can send us an email to cauldroncakesandwine at gmail.com. I hope that you have a wonderful day, afternoon, or evening. Whenever you're listening to this, I hope you're well. Bye!